Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, we got AJ, we got Rudo as the Avs win in overtime over the Dallas Stars 4-3 to three in a preseason game that was a little all over the place. You got a little bit of everything in this hockey game. Avs dominated early. Things got weird very quickly. Uh, and then they only got weirder until the Avs won in overtime. Uh, it, kind of a fun game, as Chad is already talking about. I've been told that AJ's about to overreact to an absurd level. Let's see it. Yeah. I'm sure Eric will will have his takes too, so I'll try to be Mr. Calm on this show. Uh, I make no promises about anything, though. What, should we start with the guys trying to make team, or should we start with the NHLers, boys? What do we think? NHLers. NHLers? Sure. All yeah. right. Sounds good. Uh, turns out Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen are still pretty good. <coughs> They uh, they kind of did whatever they wanted for a large portion of this game. Yeah. My question with those two, honestly, what percentage are they at tonight? Are they going 70, 80, 90? I mean, they were okay. I mean, you can tell. I had sure. a little bit of rust. You know, I thought they, they tried like they always do. You know, you can tell McKinnon is so much better than anybody else on that ice. And. And you can tell Miko was just a little bit off. A shot was a little bit off. You know what I mean? Like, he's a 50-goal scorer, right? You know, so if he was bang on, he could have scored three. He was just like that one shift, remember? Like, he, he got three on a short side. Yep. Didn't go in. But it was great to see them get some rust off. It was great to see them on the ice at home Sunday after, you know, 5 o'clock. Oh, I have no bones to pick with those guys. But they, I, I mean, to answer your question, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe 80%, 75%, you know? All I'm saying is I saw that change at the end of overtime, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they do not care if they lose this game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened in the regular season game, yeah. <laughs> but you saw that move from McKinnon. That's true. He was going 100 during that move. And, and then, then after that, geared it back zero down. Yeah. After that we geared, he geared it down real quick after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. you could tell there was, what, what, five minutes left, remember? Like, ah, we're good. You know what I mean? Probably looked at Coach Bednar like, yeah, we're fine. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, overtime. Let's go practice our three-on-three. Three, right? Yeah. You know? So it was, it, was, uh, it was fun. It was exciting. Have we reconfirmed to never put Miko and McKinnon out there together in three on three <laughs> from this game? Or <laughs> my working theory remains sound. <laughs> I gotta hear it because I don't know that one. That's it. You just, just heard it. You just heard those it. Don't play. Don't play those two together in three on three because they're both dumb. <laughs> Something about three on three breaks both of their brains, and they each one of one of them is gonna do. You're gonna have an epic brain fart, and it's gonna cost them the game. Oh, but it doesn't it. happen if they're out there with an adult and not each other. <laughs> That's all it is. All right, That's I the like whole it. theory. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, you also had Lekkinen in this game, who I thought had some good moments too. Some nice passes to set up people that couldn't finish goals. Still does not have a breakaway move. He does not have a breakaway move. True. This is why Ben Myers will never have an assist in the NHL. <laughs> Not even in a preseason game. He's At what point is it Ben Meyer's fault? All right. I mean, that's a great stretch pass. <laughs> 60 feet tape to tape. At what point do the other players go, I don't care how good he plays. He's cursed. <laughs> he, I can't score if he passes me the puck. More cursed. Ben Myers or this this studio tonight? Oh, God. This studio is pretty cursed tonight. It's pretty cursed. Yeah, we, we might have actual ghosts, Tiff. Oh yeah, you uh, weren't there. You weren't you weren't here for the power going out and then stuff falling off the walls. I've already had a hard day. Don't make it harder. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Uh, but the guy, look, the guy everyone wants to talk about, Jonathan Druin, 
Had a pretty darn good game tonight. Sets up the game-winning goal. Eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Take it or leave it. Eh. Okay. Yeah, right, brother. Is this a glimpse of what we're going to see to start the season? Is it Drew and McKinnon ranting in line one? It fucking should be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm going to wildly overreact to this, okay? All right. I'm, so I'm sorry. I understand. I'm always the guy that's like, we got to hold our horses. We got to chill. It's a preseason. We can't make too much of it. But we have an actual adult over here now. <laughs> the chains are off of me. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the genie in Aladdin when the, the oh cops God. come off. Oh, God. I've been I've been let out. Jonathan Duran rules. He He's rules. Good. He's good. That his he is going to be so good this year. Based entirely <laughs> off of a preseason game next to two world class players. <laughs> He's unbelievable. The guy and, and like he's not gonna make an all star team or anything because nobody does anymore. <laughs> but how do you not how do you not look at what Duran did tonight and think that's completely sustainable? Like the vision and the creativity, the play with the puck, he's this is a thing that still needs to continue to be worked on. But he's a completely different player with the puck than without. Well, you can tell the weight of the world has been lifted right off his shoulders. Mm -hmm. It's like we talked about. It's a little bit uh, you French kid in Montreal. You're trapped in there. It is tough. It, it, if things aren't going well, and we know things didn't go well for yeah. him the last couple seasons. Um, he had decent seasons at the start when he was there. Mm -hmm. And then all he heard about was that Sergachev trade and oh it's a bad trade and and then, you know, just things just just came downhill a little bit more, you know. And then the last couple of years were tough. But if you look at him tonight, he was a different player. You haven't seen him play like that in the last few years, like you yeah. said, with the puck. He had uh, the means to just make some plays. Mm -hmm. Even ran into Lekkanen one time, or they ran into <laughs> that was the opposite of a good play. <laughs> that, was, that was actually hilarious. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he was free out there. He was just dancing. You know, like, yeah. woo, -woo. You know, he was having first fun. shift of the game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drives the net. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time he's driven in the net in four years. He could have scored three goals easily tonight if things, you know, if, you if know. he could hit the net. Well, yeah, where yeah, he threw that backhand right in the chest there yeah. in the mini breakaway. But I thought he was free. I thought he was good. Yes, I agree with you. I see why you're excited, and I am the adult, like you said. But I see you guys have been, I'll give him credit, those two have been talking about it uh, last few weeks. How Jerome's going to be great with McKinnon, and, you know, wh whether it's Rantham, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, you, maybe it is that line. The thing the thing about um, the, that I found so exciting is that his what made him great tonight had nothing to do with Nathan McKinnon, had nothing to do with Miko Rantanen. It was about him being awesome, being electric with the puck, being creative, being dangerous. You said dancing. It's the perfect way to yeah. describe it. He was dancing with the puck. He was just a, a, the word creative yeah. is is what comes to mind, but it's not powerful enough because he was awesome. You can see the vision, the way that he sees the ice. You can see where the he's going to be a wonderful fit in Colorado's ultra aggressive attack, attack, attack mentality. He's going to have passing lanes for days for guys because he's going to have two defensemen behind him. That as long as he's not in the ice with Check Johnson, is going to be a, a full send yep. mentality at all times. He's never going to be alone with the puck trying to go. Okay, well, where's my help? He, there's always going to be somebody there for him to find in open space, and the the space that he had with the puck tonight, he, he could have had three goals. Tonight. I mean, the guy 
He had two goals last year. So obviously, <laughs> like, we need to beat some goalies here. There's got to be a little bit of goal scoring that gets built up that that he gets back to doing on a regular basis. Because uh, uh, if he, I don't care how great the playmaking is, if he only scores eight goals, it's a pretty big disappointment in yeah. the top six job. Well, if he has 60 assists. But, well, well, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But just just the way that his play jumps off the ice. And yeah. I get that this is not the Stars lineup. These are, you know, he's that, not. That, the one place I'd pump the brakes is particularly that defense. Yeah, the, he's not going out there going against Lindell and Haskin and a yeah. and those cats. I don't care, man. I just don't. What you saw tonight is a really good NHL player. And he looks, the free is a great word for it. He looks, he looks excited to, to get going. He looks, he, he looks like a totally different guy than the one that I watched on tape in Montreal who looked bogged down. And there were two things there for me that really stood out. One, he had a couple of really nice defensive plays tonight, including a couple of takeaways at his own blue line. And that was one of the biggest concerns I think people had with him was how, where is that yeah. defensive side? And I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm not saying he's going to be that guy. Sure. You're not going to confuse him with Val Nachushkin. Right. But if he can give you passable play on that side, you're chilling. And then the other side of it, you kind of mentioned his drive to the net early in the game. They also used him as the goalie fronting guy on the power play. If he's willing to go to those areas and do that work for Colorado, it's going to work. Just that that job, I think, in particular, is probably more of a miscasting for him. I agree, and but, I would uh, not like to keep him there. But the fact that he was willing to do it. And, and Taves skated. Uh, yeah, sk he was, scored. <laughs> yeah, he screened the goalie on yeah. Taves' goal. Like, let's go. He's fitting in. Yeah. And I thought on that power, um, the, the, yeah, the power play did a good job, like you said, net front, and he didn't even move. He's still looking at the goalie and the bucks in the net, so he was really, you know, in there, solid. Meaning, like this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm being used for in this power play. Like you said, it might be a miscast, you know, whatever it was. But then in overtime, I know it's not Haskinen, but he does create room for. Well, he drags both Oscar. guys to him. Yeah, creates he, you know, room. Kane's the blue line, goes right? To the net. Goes, pushes the D back. Oscar gets it. You know, he's got room to get off a great shot that he has, right? And so that's a nasty shot, but all of it starts with Duran. Yeah. Yep. He creates all that space that Oscar has because that's Duran. He drops that puck and goes to the yeah. net. It's a, bad, it's a bad exchange between those defensemen. They way too big of a gap there for, Ol for Olsen. And well, it's, it's the intelligence too, right? How many times in overtime... In this game, how many times did we watch Mac try to go out wide and, and do it? And he's Nathan McKinnon, so he damn near did it about four times. Sure. But Druin understands the play, understands he has Olausen coming up the ice, cuts to the middle mm -hmm. to get both defensemen to close to him and creates that space by doing so. And you go back to Druin like you were talking about playing in his own end. I don't think Jonathan Druin is a dumb player. You know what I mean? I'm talking about, we all know about the offensive capabilities. Yeah. I don't think he's a dumb player. I think he's got, he, he has quickness to his reads, you know, even though he's a forward, not a D. But I'm saying that I think it's going to come down to a level of commitment in his own end, right? Where he mm -hmm. lost it a little bit, right? Or maybe early in his career, didn't really have that commitment. And that's why he didn't really fit in with Cooper. Um, I do believe he can get it here, and I do believe, and we talk about culture all the time, he's going to have to follow the culture and yeah. the lead that his buddy Nathan McKinnon has established, especially him the last few years, but Kale Miko and everybody has followed suit. So I think that I haven't seen that. I've seen some commitment in a couple games he's played too, right? Yeah. That was the second one. I've seen uh, some commitment uh, out of his game. 
not just with the puck, but without the puck. And yep. I thought that was a good start for him in that sense. You know? Yeah, I I don't know how you can't be anything but excited for Drew. And even if you're like me and saying it's only preseason, don't make too much of it. You can only do as well as you can do in that situation. And Drew can't do a whole lot more than he's done so far this preseason. So, Yeah, I mean, he's got points in each of the games. And, yep. Yep. you know, he looks certainly more important than, you know, Preseason scoring is really not an important thing, but what what looks great is that what we thought was going to work looks like it's work going to work. For yep. sure. And yeah, we have to get into real games. We have to get into a nitty gritty. We have to see what he looks like on a bad night. Yeah. Because you know a lot of NHLers look awesome when on they their have best their best day. games. Yeah. Just ask Kivi Ranta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know. What is a guy, how can a guy help a team when he's not having a good night, yeah. when it's a bad night for him? We need to see that stuff still from him. Uh, but for right now, I, yeah, it can be guarded optimism, but right now it should be, it should still be optimism that, oh boy, it looks good. I, it looks good. And and look, I think the only NHLer you don't feel great about after this game is maybe Georgiev. And even that, I'm not saying worry about him or anything. He'll be fine. He was That's, just a, not the best game from him. That's yeah, all. and that's not even one that that's that's one where you're, that is one where hey, when it works in your behalf, you shrug it off and you say it's the preseason. Who cares? Yep. There you go. When it, when you want it to count, you can decide to make <laughs> allow it, count. it to count exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of a bit of a weird lineup at times tonight because you did have some of those top guys in, and you saw guys rotating in guys like Olaus and guys like Tufty. Olafson got some time up there too. So it was a little bit all over the place with who was playing with who. AJ, I know you were going through the possession metrics before the show. How did it end up? Because I know the Avs dominated the first and then Dallas kind of brought it together uh, at, at the second and third periods. Uh, yeah, the Avs were still on top. Um, they were still, they were the better team. Look at those lineups. It's not a big surprise. Sure. There's some context there. Yeah. Um, you know, guys that guys that you wanted to see good nights from. Yep. Riley Tufty, Sam Malinsky. Yep. Those guys had really, really solid nights in the underlings. Obviously. <laughs> Just to the eyes, Riley Tufty, I had another good night. We'll talk about him. Um, uh, Frederick Olofsson is another one that had another, he had a solid, uh, solid showing as well. So yep. um, you continue to feel like that is a, your roster battle is now featuring guys putting a best foot forward yep. and not guys where you're like, well, he's going to win it by default because a couple days ago, you know, you're talking about, well, Curtis McDermott's probably your 13th forward because you think you're going to lose him on waivers. And because he does all, he brings the, all these elements to your team that are different, you know, plus he's played pretty well in the preseason. He's got a couple of points. Well, now you've got Riley Tufty competing with him directly for that 13th forward spot, and I think that's a pretty good competition right now. And I and and that's the iron sharpens iron conversation of, you know, when you have competition like that, you want to see guys raise their game and meet that moment. And a guy that you probably didn't see as much the, from tonight that you wanted to see was Ben Myers. Yep. And, and even for Ben, I think there are good things to take away from there this were. game. The, the feed to Leckie to give him the breakaway that he couldn't finish was great. Uh, he had a couple of nice defensive plays, and then he also had some struggles. Uh, there is not a coach on planet Earth that sees an offensive zone penalty and goes, I want that guy on my team. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a tough one. And but it's also like you just said, like it's easy to say, you know, the argument of oh, it's only an exhibition, or, or you know what I mean, or oh, Georgia, if you can use it, mm -hmm. or, you know. But if you want to make sure that Ben Myers is your fourth line center, then you can use that argument. But if you want him to not be your your fourth line center, yeah. then you can use the opposite. <laughs> oh, little, that's a bad penalty. You know little I mean? little like, different right? for a guy that's you know, on the on the roster bubble versus the guy that I know, you know. I know he will be your number one on opening yeah. night and moving forward. <laughs> he's gonna play point, 55, you know? 60 games for you. So it's like Ben yeah. Myers is like right now. If you told him he was gonna play sixty games, he would sign up for that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's always different, right? There's, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. care what people say. Different standards for it is. It's life, you know. It's okay. Um, but if we go back to that, you know, I, I thought Tufty and Olafson. Oh, let's not get confused here. Olafson or Olafson? Frederick. Freddie or Number Oscar. 22, not 24. <laughs> uh, fourth line center, right? Then that spot. So I, I thought he was outstanding. I really liked this game. I like his, his game's heavy. Um, Tufty and then who was it? Uh, Kivaranda, right? Yep. Kivaranda was with them. Um, I thought they had brilliant. Uh, they were brilliant at some times, you know. What I mean, some obviously they scored. What is it? Two goals. Both Tufty. Well, Tufty uh, scored the five on yeah, five. Yeah, and, all, and then Olsen Olsen had the power play. play goal. Yeah. So, yeah. so they have a couple goals, but you know, then you look at it, and you and you and me were talking. It's five minutes left. We're like, okay, Max back in and then Anthony's back in and then. So then these guys are there. Let's see how they can handle pressure from. And the game sort was of a, tied. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> yep. and next thing you know, the game's tied. So yep. you failed your assignment there, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just the way it is, right? Because, yeah. but those are the things you have, you know, so I always say like, you know, scoring goals are awesome, you know, but also you got to be able to make sure that if you're going to play in this lineup, they're, they're not going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. And you got to make sure that if you're there, you got to be counted upon that. And it's not playing safe, I'm saying, but you don't want to get scored on. You don't want to, you know what I mean? So it was funny to see tonight that as much as they passed, you know, a lot of tests up, you know, on the offensive side of things, they were given one assignment there at the end. And, you know, again, I'm not saying it's their fault, but somewhere, somehow the puck's in certainly, your net. Certainly right? didn't help that the reliable one in Logan O'Connor is the guy who turned the puck over to on start the shift yeah, with the second, second goal yeah, against. Second one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to get more into these guys, the roster battle the yep. chat is talking about. But first, we are brought to you by FOCO. You can go over to FOCO.com today and use the DNVR code to get 10% off all of the sports merch you need, whether it's licensed apparel, bobbleheads, pins, Crocs, you name it. They've got all sorts of sweet stuff over at FOCO with your favorite team on it. Doesn't even have to be a Colorado team. They got all of the United States covered for the major sports. So go check them out. You know, if you're a, if you're a team of fan of a weird team, like, uh, if you're Chris Gibson and want to wear your Seattle Kraken mask with your Dallas Stars jersey. How funny was that? Right. <laughs> I was cracking up when I when I saw <laughs> cracking it. Cracking up. <laughs> uh, anyway. I knew that wasn't intentional. Get out to FOCO.com today. Use the DNVR code to get your sports merch and 10% off. We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, you're actually allowed to drink a Broncos country in happiness today because they did win a game. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't against a good team, but they did win. So did the Rockies. So did the Rockies. Took them 11 innings. They wanted this baseball season to last as long as they possibly could make it. It was fun. Hey, take it where you can get it. All right. I agree. 
This game was also fun for a preseason game. Uh, go to breckbrew.com. You can find your Breck Brew at a local liquor store near you with a Breck Beer Locator online. Whether it be a Broncos country, whether it be an Avalanche Amber, you name it, they've got a beer for you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's 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 talk about this. AJ, you were alluding to Tufty potentially taking a 13th forward role with Colorado. Yeah. It is a bit of a weird spot, right? Because for in the starting lineup, they need a center. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear based on this preseason, Tufty is not that. Yeah. Uh and which leaves Frederick Olofsson and Ben Myers as the main two fighting for that job. Yeah, it is interesting because you're talking about two different battles for two different jobs. Right. Uh, assuming Cogliano is healthy for opening night, Cogliano, LOC are going to be on your fourth line wings. That's automatic. Ass- assuming yeah. the forward core that we've seen. No injuries is happen healthy. over the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there will be injuries as the season goes on and the, all of these guys are going to play for the abs. But. Uh, at the moment, it's two different battles because you have Myers and Olafson battling for the 4C job. And then Tufty and Olafson. And the loser probably isn't on the roster. Sure. The, the, it, they're playing 1C or whatever in Loveland. Exactly. Yeah. And the other one is Tufty. Olafson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's really Tufty. For me, it's Tufty versus McDermott. Uh, I mean, I... And and the Olausen battle is a longer term thing. Yeah, he's going to end up and in like the Oscar Olausen. Yeah. I guess it is like uh, he's somewhere in there, just as another winger. Yeah, is all and and I guess if you wanted to, Kiviranta would be in that conversation too. But sure. it's basically you have a four C job that's open. That guy will play on opening night, and then the loser probably not on your roster. Yep. Uh, and, and then the auxiliary forward job. Yeah, and then the whatever. Yeah, the thirteenth guy. Yeah. Yep. So. That, and I guess if Myers wins that job and it's Frederick Olofsson, he could play all three spots. and Maybe that gives him an advantage. But sure, if it's the other way around, I don't think Ben Myers is making it over Curtis McDermott or Riley Tufty. So. Well, well, I mean, let me, let me start here. Who, right now, this second, who's your inside track for the 4C job? Is it Myers or Olofsson? It's Olofsson. Okay. His versatility, but he's also just outplayed him. Scored a goal tonight. I mean, even even if we just ignore scoring period and look 100% at what have they been doing in their games, it's Olofsson. Olofsson has looked the same in both games. He looks like his, he can play with the kind of pace that the Avalanche want. He plays with a little bit of enough of a, a physical snarl that Jared Bednar will grow to trust him, and he can he can contribute all over the ice. Yeah, he's a little limited offensively, but he does all those other things for you. Uh, and, and in theory, him being between uh, LOC and Cogliano is just a natural fourth line. I agree. I mean, I I think it comes down to asset management. Um, unfortunately for Ben, he doesn't have to clear waivers. <laughs> uh, that's just yep. the nature of the beast. That's just the way it is. Now, again, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to knock on wood. That's a nice wood chest. All right. So we're dealing with no injuries. Yeah, right? I mean, forget about Gabe. We, all year long, let's uh, let's never talk about Gabe. We we know he's out, right? Oh, yeah, perfect. It's great. Yeah. Right, it's a given. So right now, you're not really dealing with anybody. Uh, I'm talking about that's going to be on the roster. Yeah, as of now. So I think what you do is, as you do, you do keep all of because I do believe that he has deserved it. Twenty-two, 
Olafson. Yeah. <laughs> Not Olafson. Olafson. Um, 22. He plays a heavy game. He is more suited for LOC and COG in my book. Um, that doesn't mean that Van Myers can't be serviceable. Now you're going to say, and we talk about this all the time, he doesn't have to clear waivers, so it's not even a conversation. But I'm, we're saying everybody's got Ben Myers on their rosters. You know what I mean? Like, we, we know that. Let's say Ben had to clear waivers. So it's not like you're automatically losing Oscar Olofsson. Sorry, Frederick Olofsson. Yeah. On waivers. But there's a yeah. big chance that, that you do, especially after the preseason that he's having. There's teams watching. There's every night. Tonight, there's probably 10, 12 teams there at Ball Arena. That's just the way it is. But... I, I, yeah, no, go ahead. No, but I, that, I just think regardless of whether yeah. they think he would get claimed or not, they were yeah. willing to go out and actively trade for the guy, even That's if it was future point. considerations. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying like as far as asset management. So, so obviously Ben Meyer does, you know, does not have to yeah. clear waivers. He goes now, which brings me to Riley Tufty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. You know what I'd like to know, and we don't know the answer because we don't know the answer. You know. If you look at Riley, he's a first-rounder, late bloomer, right? Had mm -hmm. a tough first three years. His entry level is, those were not very solid years in the American Hockey League with not a lot of call-ups. I mean, like you're talking yeah. about not Has many. barely played in the NHL. Barely played in the NHL. So, so they do qualify him after his entry-level deal. He has the best season last year that he's had at the American League level. Forget about the NHL yeah. level. He plays a few games and... But he does end up having a way better season, but they don't qualify him, you know. So now, what was the level of interest this summer for Riley Tufty on July 1st? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the answer. So, so let's say somebody was really dying to get him. They didn't get him because he signed with the Avs. Maybe that team is Team X, and they've been watching the last few games. Yeah, there is a chance he gets claimed on waivers, yeah. right, because of those reasons, you know. And he is a tall guy. He is a, you know, he's got size. He's played well. Who knows? But that's the risk you'll be willing to take if that's what you decide to do. So I have two questions when it comes to Tufty. One, we saw him celebrate pretty hard scoring <laughs> on his ex-team with that first goal. Yeah. Which, you know, I get that. But is there a little bit of motivation there? Is this a guy that can say, hey, Dallas didn't want me. Is that enough to drive him to take the next step in his career and become a full-time NHLer? I don't know. I not knowing what his market is was in like Eric said on July first. I don't know. I don't think it's an accident he ended up in a division rival. Fair. If enough. you see the if you see the way he celebrated that goal, yeah. That's not a normal Yeah in preseason. Yeah. Like, We've seen him. He scored two other goals in the preseason. Did not look and it like was that after Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I think there's a, I think there's an axe to grind. So yeah, I think there was extra motivation for him in this one. And he, and there will be motivation for him. To prove the stars wrong. And number two, assuming health, assuming he's a winger, are Colorado looking at him as someone who can play a 13th forward role, someone they're comfortable with sitting in the press box? Or is this a, hey, we want this guy to play more games. We're going to take the risk of a potential claim. We'll send him down and we'll call him up if we need that guy yeah. to fill that role. But... I'm just not sure whether they think he's NHL ready and to, to be able to play that role or not. I'll add more to it before you, you yeah. say anything. Exactly what you just said, but when it's a full lineup, when I'm talking about all the forwards are in the lineup, yeah. Yeah. it's an easy place to play tonight. <laughs> yeah. You're getting some minutes. 
you're getting in your rhythm, you're getting some yeah. power play time, you feel good about your game. It's a different game when Wood's there, Colton's there, Tatar's there, yeah. the list goes on that we're in there tonight. So then you're sitting on the bench and you're asked to go play five, six minutes. It's not the same game as you had tonight. It's a tough game. Not everyone can do that. I do believe that Olofsson, 22, can do that, not compare him to Tufti. I don't know. I've never seen Tufti play six minutes. It's a tough task. It is really tough. So I don't know. And that's a decision that they're going to have to, you know, to figure out. And we'll see what happens. I will say, you look at his goal tonight, and you feel pretty good about that. Get to the front of the net, put your stick on the ice. Good things Mm -hmm. happen. That's how you're going to score some goals. And it starts with his work on the wall. Yep. And, is, and Olofsson on the wall. Wins, My guy. Wins, wins that battle and then goes to the net, uses that size, the reach, and he's got good yeah. t- It's good redirection. Yep. Um, hey, it's great things. My my other question would be, it's not something that we've talked about, but what if what if the Avs just said, these are our 60, and they carry two and, extra and forwards? And just don't carry a, a D. Yeah. yeah, because they, they look at it and they say, okay, we know that this is not what we want Curtis McDermott to be thinking about. But in an emergency, they can do it. We yeah. have this available to us, and they say we want to get, we want to see what Tufty and Olafson or Tufty and Myers, who all three of them, because if they were to carry both, they could decide, hey, we want to carry these three guys, or they could carry Olafson, McDermott, and Tufty if they wanted to do both of them. And because we've been talking about, oh, this one and one, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know who's going to be the seventh D? Well, maybe they, maybe they just decide at the for the start anyway. No, we just won't do it. My only hang-up about that is you still aren't sure what you're going to get out of Josh Manson to start this season. Yeah, well, and obviously you'd only make that decision if there was confidence that he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would see him play the next two preseason games, and you would say, we're good. He okay. feels good. We all feel good about where we are with this. We're going to we're gonna take this chance. And you're going to remember, it's all about... Again, I use that word and I hate it, asset management. And they're going to figure out what's their best way not to lose anybody. Sure. Yeah. Right? And, and you do hear things. And you do. I don't care. People do talk and in press boxes. And you do know what the level of interest yeah. of player X likes say tough to you or whatever. The, so the we'll see. have always been very, very comfortable of simply saying, you're the guy who's waiver exempt. So, yeah, you're going down. If you were trying to keep a guy, wouldn't you put him through now? When there's 60 guys going through, because <laughs> we teams, said that before. yeah, he was saying that the other teams day. Teams aren't claiming guys because they're still going through their own roster battles. They're yeah. not going to add a new guy to the mix at the end of it. I know. So if you were if you were trying to sneak a guy like a Tufty through, wouldn't you just send him tomorrow? Like you've seen what you want to see. You've made your decision. Hey, we love what you've done. We want to keep you. We want to see you. Whenever we have an injury, we know that we're gonna we're, we're gonna turn to you. Yep. But we also know that we're, we also feel like we're gonna we could lose you. Send him now instead of waiting till last cuts when teams are at the fringe of their rosters. They hey. are, they have made all of those decisions and they say, okay, well we're deciding between Riley Tufty and random thirteenth forward yeah. in Anaheim or whatever. Yeah. You know, wouldn't wouldn't that be a guy that you're like send him now and just try and get him through? He has been impressive. Like I said, like I wasn't a fan. Like I, I'm talking about. And it's not important three years ago, but right away you write guys off, right? And that's just the nature of the business. You do. Uh, you know, not everyone's got 
the Nikushkin story. You know what I mean? Where you, you <laughs> dropped so about low. Nobody then, has right, that story. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, and I'm not saying he dropped that low. I'm saying it, but it's the same organization. First round pick, right? Uh, Chucho was a first round pick, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's overall. That's what I mean. Yeah. So kind of a similar story. You know, tall guy. All of a sudden can't right. put it together. They qualified choo-choo and then he ended up going to russia right if yeah. you remember right so so it's a little bit of the same story and i'm not saying it's gonna be the same ultimately outcomes, they bought him out though like they paid yeah, they money for and him they to go because he had that big season in the nhl right he had like 18 goals i believe or something like that yeah. or 15 goals or and then they had to give him the money or, or they didn't have to but they did yeah and then it just didn't work out yeah and then he had um, a zero goal 10 10 assists he went over 100 games, games without a goal yeah. like i mean 100 yeah. games without a goal like it's unheard of but Tofty, who knows? And like I said, that's why I would love to know the level of interest July 1st. It would just help me right now with my level of confidence, you know? And then there's always mm -hmm. that talk every year about waivers and, you know, oh my God, he's going to get picked up. But you never know. There's guys that have been picked up over the years that you're like, oh, wow, your jaw drops. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe they got yeah. picked up, you know? Ty Emerson got picked up yesterday. I mean, Lassie Thompson got picked up as a recent first round pick. You understand with Lassie Thompson. Totally. Um, and especially as a big right shot D that can skate. Yeah. You're like, come on. This is like cat can totally see why someone would give this guy yeah, a chance. Exactly. <laughs> and like, there's a reason that the first team on the list <laughs> said, yes, please. But that's the same thing with Tufty. There's a reason you can see why. Yep. The size. He's yeah. got nice speed right now. He's playing with some confidence. He's playing with, Rudo just said it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get that. I'm going to use rewind the table a little bit, Sam Bennett. You know, everyone's like, oh, Sam mm. Bennett, Sam Bennett. I'll tell you one thing. Sam Bennett was never going to work out in Calgary. He was done. He was moving on, ready to move on. You weren't going to get a new Sam Bennett until he was gone. Right or wrong. And then all of a sudden goes to Florida, and it's like, oh, my God, here's the real Sam but it wasn't going to happen in Calgary. You know, So maybe that's the same story with Riley and Dallas. I don't know. I didn't really follow him for the last four years to, to, to tell you the story. But, you know, you never know. But Rudo said it. There's a chip on his shoulder. You saw it with that goal today, and, like, he was pumped. You it, know what I mean? So, is, we'll is see. Is Dallas, like, Jesse Pinkman to the Avs screaming that he can't keep getting <laughs> away with it with Nemeth? Nachushkin, um, if Tusty, Tufty and Olafson work out. I was going to say, if these two work out, <laughs> yeah. They might be they might be letting guys go into free agency and giving them money under the table to Don't not go to Colorado. Go to Colorado. <laughs> we'll give you 100 k in cash to sign in Calgary or something. <laughs> Just please stop going to the Avalanche. Yeah. Uh, What's amazing what fit does to people, yeah. right? You know, that's, that's the other, it. like, we talk about fit a lot. You and I talk about fit a lot, not on camera, but, like, yeah, yeah. How do you guys fit into an organization? How do they fit into uh, an attitude, an ethos, uh, you know, a play style? You know, we we love culture on this pod. You know that that all of those things are are huge, and at, at least at the moment, sure looks like Tufty and and Olafson. Maybe there's a team like well, Buffalo, right? If you look at Buffalo, what they've done the last two years, right? Greenway, Tuck, right, Thompson. <laughs> Big guys that can skate, you know. I mean, obviously he's not in the same category as Thompson and sure. But I'm talking about there's six. What's tough to you? Six six. He's yeah. I think six six. six, six. Yeah, six, yeah. A, a six six, and you can skate. I mean, that's again, that's a fit somewhere. There's a fit for a team like Buffalo. You know? There's also <laughs> a thing about big guys like that, especially yeah. 
his career, he was drafted out of high school. Yeah. He was not playing major junior. He was yeah. not already in college. Very he was out of high someone school. who has to grow into that body a little it, bit. And this is a thing. This is a thing that being a lifelong like diehard basketball fan taught me is that some of these big guys that you look at and you're like, how are you so big? <laughs> they wonder the same thing. <laughs> you know, a lot of these guys have growth spurts where they it's I grew five inches over the summer or whatever, and it takes them years to figure I, out the coordination at the size that they're at. Yeah. Forget being six, six. Look at Miko's first couple of years as, as <laughs> an NHLer, where he looked like Bambi on yeah, ice. Right. Oh man, yeah. The list goes on, right? Yeah. yeah. The list goes guys on. that are guys that are that big, it takes time some for some yeah. of them to figure. I mean, everybody loves the Nachushkin story. You know, everybody everybody loves that's the ultimate reclamation project, and like that would be. I, I mean, even if they got the first season of Nachushkin in Colorado you take where he was like 27 points or something. Yeah. That guy, if they were to get that out of a Riley Tufty or a Frederick Olofsson, like it's a, it's a home run for them. Yep. It may be, maybe it's a, maybe it's two home runs for them. <laughs> if they hit both of those. Oh, I mean, that's a, that, at that point, Dallas really is paying people right. to not come to Colorado, <laughs> but like, well, and, and I think it even goes beyond that. As you guys mentioned, culture and fit. It's hard not to feel really good about a lot of these guys right now. You look at a Jonathan Drew and seemingly yeah. culture and fit so far. You look at someone like a Tomas Tatar, who I know there's not a ton of footage on this preseason so far, but in what we've seen of him out of things like camp, you're like, huh, that hey, looks pretty good. I mean, he's got 700 NHL games played. Tomas Tatar is one of those guys you're I, like, we're pretty comfortable with what he is. Yeah, but but even, look, plenty of guys have come to teams with a lot of NHL experience, yeah, and it's been... true. Look at Derek Broussard in, in Colorado. Look at Tomas Tatar in Vegas. It, there are places where it doesn't work, and I haven't seen a whole lot of that so far this preseason with Colorado. Yeah, there haven't been a lot of uh, square pegs, round holes. Yep. You yep. know, it's been a lot of good fits. So, On that note, we are brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. If you didn't check out all of our content from Vegas, you should probably go check that out. You can see a whole lot of Circa, yeah. including Stadium Swim, the big old swimming pool yeah. with the gigantic television. Uh, there also was the Legacy Club, which is a place I will never go to again in my life. Not because it was bad. It was incredible. It's just way too nice. It was so nice that I was like, I don't even know if I should be here anymore. <laughs> so if that's your type of stuff, you got to check out Circa. You got to get out to them. Uh, if you haven't been out there yet, Fremont Street is an awesome place to go hang out in Vegas anyway. And then in Circa, you're going to have everything you need. So go vibe over at Circa if you haven't been yet. They're a great place in Vegas to do whatever it is you want. And when you go over there and sign up with your stay at I think it's circusports.com. Uh, yeah, it is circusports.com. And you use code DNVR, you get 20% off your stay. So that's 20% off chilling in Vegas. I, it's not expensive to go to Vegas, fam. AJ is out here looking up flights to Vegas on like private jets, <laughs> and even that's affordable. So yeah, it was. What was it? We looked at it the other yeah, day. It was, it was like two fifty or it something. It was a private there. jet. It cost five hundred and seventy dollars round trip to go. Yeah. So. You, you can do it. You can you can save up a little bit and get out to Vegas. And when you do, don't be giving my secrets out on air. You, you shouldn't have talked about gave, it. I referenced it and you went Shit. in. All right, I that's just, on you. 
I wasn't yeah. even thinking about it. Go check them out. Uh, and, of course, if you want, you can use the Circus Sportsbook as well. Uh, you can download their app. Uh, of course, Circus Sports Bets can only be made while physically located in Colorado. It must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Also brought to you by the people that are on my read right here that I'm prepared for. Oh yeah, it's our folks over at Volo. They were in the they were in the bar again today. Uh, the bar was kind of packed today for football. To be Those fair, dudes are intense. Dude, they never stop. They they go hard when it comes to the bar. Volo is the largest social sports company in the U.S. You can get in on the action yourself. Use that QR code on screen or go to volosports.com slash Denver today. Use code DNVR10 to sign up for their Volo Pass. You get $10 off. It's 20 bucks a month for unlimited drop-ins, pickups, and tournaments. So you can play whatever sports you want, whenever sports you want, all fall along. Get it while you can. It's great stuff, great fun, all sorts of sports. I, I assume most of the people that watch us are like sports people, given that we're a sports show. So There are a few that aren't. I'm sure. And even then, you can come with Volo Sports and play Flip Cup at the bar. Those are those are emotional support sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Flip Cup a sport? I don't know. It's like chess. Is, uh, is chess? Is, okay, well, there's probably a chess Volo League for all I know. Uh, go check them out. See all the tons of leagues they have. Volosports.com slash Denver to sign up today. They have leagues all over the state. Uh, you can find one for you, and you can try their beta pass for just $10 a month for the first three months. Third period of DNVR Avalanche podcast. I did want to get into this. I know we were having a long conversation about maybe the Avs only run 6th D. If you have to take a 7th right now, is it just Brad Hunt, or did some of these guys take a step forward? You have Ashan. You have Malinsky. I thought Corey Schooneman actually looked pretty good as a reliable defensive D. Did some PKing tonight. Silence. Right. Silence from the crowd. No, I mean, I don't mind the theory of going with six. I know you're saying, what's your seven? I think right now, I think Brad Hunt's your seven. Okay. I mean, that's just what I think because this is now the management talking and me. Like, you know, you want Malinsky to play. You want, of course. you know, my my guy number five there. I didn't mind him at all. Amat, like, yeah. Amat, yeah, I don't, I don't, again, sorry, I'm just butchering keeps, names. Keeps but, getting beat wide. Yeah, but still, he made some good things. And, you know, like... I don't mind them, you know, coming up, pitch for a few innings. So yeah, I, I like to have guys playing. I don't want them sitting. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's – and I'm not making fun of Brad Hunt. Like, you know, I've seen Brad Hunt sit one year, like 30 games in a row in Vegas, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, you know, it's not easy, but he knows how to do it. Yeah. He, he knows how to do it. So, but I think you're going to say, but don't we want him in, in Colorado, in, in down the street he's in Loveland. He's their captain. You know what I mean? The yeah. captain to, to work you, with the you younger guys. That. Yeah, exactly. So the, what is, pick your poison, right? I mean, where do you want him? So, you know, somewhere, somehow, he is serviceable. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Brad. You know, I, I am as a seventh guy, eighth guy, ideally, like AJ sure. always says. You know, I, I'm not stealing his line, but I do agree with AJ. You know what I mean? He's ideally your eighth guy, right? I mean, you know, it, so. Let's be honest. If you're talking perfect world, Jack Johnson's probably your seven, right? Yes. Bang on, right there. Yeah. And, and you're you're out there finding a six, not a seven. Yeah. Well, in your perfect world, Sam Malinsky is your six. Yeah, sure. And look, I'm just going to say Sam Malinsky and Sam Gerard were great tonight. Well, Obviously, I, that's a. That's a not fully stocked Dallas lineup. <laughs> yeah. Like recognize but catch your W's where you can. Yeah, yeah. But they were great tonight. They were great together. They this this was the by far the best Malinsky 
okay, if, we've seen in the preseason. If if they are pairing together again, is it Sam and Sam's son, or is it Sam and son of Sam? Oh, I like that. These are questions that we are way ahead <laughs> of schedule. I know. On. I know, but I want to have a little fun. I like that it. you're there already, though. <laughs> I appreciate that. Here's, here's what I like about those two is they, they can escape trouble, right? You know what I mean? Like they're going to be with like, their feet. Oh, they can yeah, escape exactly. trouble. You yeah. know, they can escape. You know, again, if you're going to compare them and say, oh, they're not the strongest in front of that. Well, all right, perfect. Now you're nitpicking at, you know, their weaknesses because that would be their weaknesses. Yeah. But, and guess what? That's why Josh Manson exists. But that's like, right. You know what I mean? So, again, yeah. or else that, you know. Sam Gerard would be making twelve million bucks a year, or whatever it is. Right? I'm just saying. You know, so someone, somewhere, somehow, Sam Gerard, you know, is a serviceable guy too, and they can move, they can skate, and it's exactly what the Avs need. They activate, and we know Malinsky activates. Mm -hmm. We know, yeah. again, it's a style, it's a fit of play. Obviously, for me, I'm a fan of Sam Gerard, so. Uh, not because he's French, just because I think he's been good. But he's also because he's French. Because he's French, too, yes. <laughs> and he married a girl from here like I did, you know, so here you go. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I think, you know, it's a big argument to be made there. How do you carry six, seven? Who knows? We'll see. And, again, that's not one injury right now. I'm knocking on wood again. And, you know what I mean? and this, so. to reiterate what AJ said earlier, injuries will happen, and all of these guys are going to get games at some point. Yeah. This is mostly a talk about how do the abs look when they start the season. Like, what's their, in their eyes, what's the ideal? Right. Exactly. So, we'll see how it all shakes out, ultimately. But I, I did think it was curious that the more we've seen, the more we've moved away from, hey, they, they need to go find a D. And it's like, maybe they just roll these offensive guys who've looked good. Yeah, I mean, if you rolled out Gerard Malinsky uh, and, and, you know, work to protect them a little bit, yeah. and you let... Byron Manson, Manson, and then Taves McCarr, obviously, is your heavy lifter. You know, and you treat Gerard and Malinsky as like a, hey, we're going to just pick our spots yeah. here. Be predatory with their usage a yeah. little bit. And yeah. you go 16-ish minutes a night. You know, Gerard will probably get a little bit more because of special He'll get teams. shifts with a Manson or a Byram or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like you go you go with that lineup. Like I like that lineup more than I like it with Jack Johnson, but I understand that their argument would be that Jack is proven. Safety blanket time. He's, yeah. he's trusted, <sighs> and they know, and he has... Just just being real, his time in Colorado has been perfectly fine. Yeah, he's yeah. been a perfect for bottom whatever reason, guy down there. He, yeah. he, he, before he got here, it was a train wreck the last few years for him. Yep. Before, well, and then he left. He goes to Chicago. It was a train wreck for him. Yeah, and he back comes and it's back, and it's completely fun. fine. Yeah. So they understand how to utilize him to get quality play out of him at a cheap price. Yep. So it's fine. Like, it's not that we're all trying to replace Jack Johnson, but... It's really not a like a bad situation. It's not where you want to be, but it's not a bad situation to be in. Um, lastly, or if you have more to say, come I'm ahead. good. Uh, lastly, I did want to talk about Olauson a little bit. We yeah. talked about him starting slow in the first two games of the rookie tournament. Had a much better third game. He's done a lot better through a couple of preseason games now. I don't think anyone has any illusions about him making the team this year or anything, unless it's a ways down the line. But are we starting to see the progress, the steps that you wanted to see out of him this offseason? I would ask you, just yeah. given how this preseason has gone with yeah. the injuries that they've had, 
Has his play pushed him ahead of Jean-Luc Foudy? Um, he can't play center, which I know Foodie maybe can't. Foodie doesn't really either, I so I'm not worried about that. I, but yeah, I, not anything against Foodie, but he's not on the ice, man. Like, Olausen is out there doing it. So, and and look, it's it's really hard not to see that shot and go that plays in the NHL. I mean that. I know Christopher Gibson's not going to be in the NHL this year. Yeah, that's a great shot. It is that wins the game tonight. Yep, it's a great shot. It, and look, there are still some shortcomings there. I, the one I've been the most nitpicky about is his ability to protect the puck. And he still needs to work on that. But you can see where if he figures that part of the game out, it's going to work if he can just get there. See, see, for me, you know, Ben Nahr, I think he talked about it tonight again, like um, position, uh, some battles for some positions, right? Yeah. I think he's in a different position. I think he's in a position for later on. Like yeah. if there is an injury, I agree. I, right? I, I think agree. we all agree. Because oh, yeah. everyone's healthy. Again, not home wood. You know, he doesn't have a spot in the lineup for what he brings to a hockey game. Easy to play tonight, like we talked about. You're out there. You, I don't know what he played, 18 minutes, whatever it was. Um, it's not going to happen in a regular season game unless he, uh, I don't know, like uh, Druin gets hurt. And then, oh, this is what he's playing for right now. He's playing to show that he can play in a top nine position. He can play and he can be trusted. And like you said, he had a slow start a few weeks ago. Past the test towards the end has been good. You know, these exhibition games, he's shown that is he's got good size. He can shoot a puck again on a regular season game with the guys you have in the lineup. If you're Bednar, he probably doesn't get on the ice right for for that shot. But yep. tonight he did. Yep. So he made the most of his opportunity. And that's what I like to see. And it might not be playing for now, but it's playing for later. And we didn't talk about it. It's like us tonight. It's not like we called each other and we have three blue shirts and it just looks fantastic on the air, you know? And it was not planned. All different shades, too. Sometimes yeah. lucky, yeah. Um, I think you put it best. You talked about some of those guys at the end of the third period. Did not pass the test. And overtime allows him to pass the test. Exactly. So Because in a regular season game, you're bang on. In a regular season game, it's not, you know... Uh, whoever, what, what, Tough T, Olofsson, and uh, was it Kibbe, yeah, whoever it was, was Kibbe, out there. I don't remember on that goal yeah. was out there, but it's probably not them that's on the ice, right? It would be Cogs, LOC, yeah. you know, guys like that. But they're put in that situation, and it's not like it's a miserable, like, failed test, but it's it's a failed assignment. The puck's in your net. Yeah. But like you just said, Oscar probably wouldn't be put in that situation, you would think, you know? But then Not he passes the, the test, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so it's awesome. You make the most of your opportunities. That's all I had, unless any of the two of you want to add something you know, else. Just, I mentioned this to you earlier, but I want to ask Eric's opinion on it. Yeah. But is Tomas Tatar like the perfect guy for Oscar Olsson to be emulating? Yep. I, 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 as you know, I am a Tatar fan. Yeah. Right. No, because of his name, best nickname in hockey, Tuna. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, does it get better than that? Great, great uh, children's charity, too, with yeah. Tater's Tots. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, everything goes, he smiles. Like, yes, yes, you're right. So if I'm uh, Schneeks down there, Schneekla, you know, and again, you want to see yourself. Uh, you want to see your shifts and, you know, what can you do better? But you also want to look at guys, you know what I mean? Like, you want to look at players. And if I'm Schneeks, I show him Thomas Tatar's games all the time up here and say, hey, you're bang on. Let's emulate that 
style of play because Thomas Tatar is a sick wrist shot. He does have a sick wrist shot. You score a lot of goals in this league. You, you don't know? become a seven-time 20-goal scorer by not having a good shot. Right. <laughs> exactly, and Oscar has a good shot. But then how do you mold your game after someone? You're, you know, never thought about that. It's a great, great comparison, you know what I mean, which I love. And, it, and then you look at it and you, boom, you go play the game, you know. It, I think it's important. It, you think you see this a lot in, in veteran players like a Tatar who learn in the NHL, hey, especially on the defensive side of the puck, I don't have to make the play every single time. Mm -hmm. I just need to be in position and do my job. And as long as bad things don't happen, we'll get going the right way. Well, and, and be an effective player that plays to your skills. Yep. You know, yeah, he's got great size, but that doesn't mean he's ever going to be a physical guy. Mm -hmm. It's just not who he is. Yep. So learn to use that size in a, in a different way, in a different, as long as you find a way to be effective and with, Oscar Olison, the one the one thing that I wonder about is, like, can he figure out how to make what he is as a player work in the NHL at NHL speed with NHL against NHL competition? Yep. Some guys are quicker than others. Yeah. At realizing it, at making it work. I will say, just comparing him to the first time we saw him in training camp in a preseason, I think he's getting it that he's not going to be on Colorado's top line. He's probably not going to be a, ever be in Colorado's top six. And he's got to learn how to be that third line guy. And so now. he has yeah. to figure out a way to be successful in a role that he's never really spent much time in in his life. Uh, being asked to do different things and not getting the ice time, not getting the puck touches that, that he is accustomed to. Having had a shot like that, he's been a focal point of offenses everywhere he's gone. But what it does is it makes, it makes you see tonight because... We don't have the same information, you know, as guys like Wade and the staff do. Yeah. Now he makes you realize this is what they saw, you know what I mean? Because they've seen so many viewings of that player, and this is what they're envisioning one day of him becoming that. So tonight, like you said, makes you think, like, you know what? They saw something in him, and you're starting to see what it is that they saw in him. Yeah. Also, that shot's pretty good. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, and like, well, it's all part of it, right? <laughs> that's an... That's an NHL skill because yep. we talk about this all the time of it like is. what does this guy do it's a huge conversation around Ben Myers right now yeah it's it, it does a lot of things well but what is NHL top end skill that Ben Myers brings yep um yeah it's it's we're almost there look abs are back in 10 days <laughs> NHL's back in nine days with real regular season hockey so we're getting there. It's a great time to become a DMVR diehard. If you want to sign up for a membership right now, obviously you've seen the ridiculous amounts of content we've put out over the past two weeks, and we're keeping it rolling here. We're getting ready. Actually sent these guys out our uh, our prediction sheet for the, the season this year. Mm -hmm. So our predictions are coming. You're going to want to see those videos, which should start this weekend, I believe. So hopefully get ready. That's all I got to say about it. We're bringing a lot of content to you. You become a DNVR diehard right now. You not only get access to all of our exclusive content that is more than just here on the podcast, but you get a free shirt with your order, which is like half the price right there. Uh, and, you know, you get access to things like bigger glasses at the bar, all sorts of awesome stuff. Go check it out. Consider supporting us. We do really appreciate that. The same way we appreciate likes and subscribes here on YouTube. Do that for us. Help us out a little bit or throw us a five-star review for those of you that listen to the podcast via Spotify or Apple Music, whatever it is. We will be back tomorrow with our normal 2 o'clock show. 
We got you all Monday through Friday next week. So keep it locked in here and we will talk to you on the next one.